Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 12th, and this is Community Pulse, your local report on the coronavirus outbreak in mid-Missouri. This is Tim Pilcher, your station manager, and today is a special day here at KOPN because our Community Pulse team is growing. Joining me at a safe distance in the studio is our newest member, Mallory Daly, who will be filling in a few days a week as announcer and producer of Community Pulse. Good morning, Mal. We are delighted to have you on board. Thanks, Tim. It's good to be here. Mal is no stranger to KOPN, and you may recognize her voice from her days as an intern and volunteer here last year. We are grateful to have you join in on the conversation a few days this week before taking the reins next week. So today on Community Pulse, we're going to talk about COVID in the White House, as some members of the White House staff and the Coronavirus Task Force are in quarantine after having contact with a staffer who tested positive. We'll also discuss a new therapy and how more people are applying to medical school. Joining me, as always, is Dr. Elizabeth Alleman, local family physician and host of Your Health Matters. Good morning, Elizabeth. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. I'm just all of a sudden realizing I need to clear my voice. Hold on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I am so excited to have a um, larger team to do a Community Pulse on um, uh, Wednesday, starting next week. Uh, Jenny Chadwick is going to uh, be in the the going to be substituting for me, so that um, this is something that's. We, I think we are all realizing that this is more of a of an endurance sport than a sprint, and um, so having a bigger team, it makes sense. Um, so I'm really glad that Mallory's going to be helping you out and that Jenny's going to be helping me out so that we can keep doing this for as long as the community needs us to. I agree completely, and we're so happy to have Jenny joining us next week, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we've also decided that uh, there's no need for me to, I've been sort of scrambling for content because I thought I needed to make sure that it was 20 minutes and we're just going to let the content be however much it is. So today to start with um, uh, with the numbers, um, worldwide we have 4.3 million cases documented with 288 thousand deaths and one and a half million people recovering in the United States. We're approaching 1.4 million, 1,387,000 cases um, documented, um, 81,909 deaths, so about 82,000 deaths, and about uh, 262,000 people recovering. Um, In Missouri, I'm looking at Matthew Holloway's uh, numbers. Uh, 10,165 cases with 518 deaths. Boone County staying stable at 100. Um, and average seven-day, you know, average daily increase over seven days in Boone County is hovering around two to three. So, um, no, I'm sorry, half to one. So we are really seeing low numbers, um, and I think we just have been very fortunate. Uh, 447 cases, sorry, I didn't mean to do that, in Buchanan County up around the St. Joseph uh, Meatpacking Plant, 219 cases in um, Saline County, and looking for little Montauk County, 45 uh, cases. These aren't little counties, they're big counties. Uh, they've uh, so it seems like those numbers, uh, the local numbers, seem to have stabilized. Um, and uh, we are still seeing we've got one, two, three, four, five days of uh, consistently declining numbers of documented cases in Missouri. Uh, we are not testing that many people 
Um, well, it's hard to know. So Sunday, we had 6,648 reported um, new tests, um, which I'm sure must have been done on Friday or Saturday, and only 74 reported yesterday. So it's probably because the most um, places in Missouri are not swabbing on uh, Sundays. So I, I've been um, interested and intrigued by what I'm hearing coming out of the White House, and of course um, the official reports are a little um, uh, hard to read through, but apparently a aide to the president and an aide to the vice president is, uh, both tested positive. And what I'm hearing is I think they were testing weekly, and now they have started to test the staff daily which is an interesting thing. So they're testing asymptomatic people on a regular basis, which is not something that I've been um, told I could do based on our testing capacity here in Boone County to test asymptomatic people at all, except with the exception of, so as far as I know, we are testing asymptomatic people if they are the contacts of a case and if they are scheduled to go in the hospital, and I think also maybe everybody who's admitted to the hospital. So we are still not testing asymptomatic workers at nursing homes, in prisons and jails, or or the residents, or the incarcerated people in these places. And it is, um, that's concerning to me, and it speaks, I think, to some lack of equality of access to tests. And I'm not saying... That I mean, we we use a lot of resources to protect our leaders, and I get that. But it sounds like only after these tests were positive has the White House begun to ask people to wear masks, and they're only asking them to wear masks when they're not sitting at their desks. And it, for people who were listening yesterday, what we clarified was that um, it doesn't appear that it's when you're actually within six feet of each other that when transition transmission happens that sitting um, for prolonged periods of time at a workplace or in a restaurant, um, you can spread to people who are not within six feet of you. So um, uh, prolonged uh, work, prolonged sharing of spaces in cramped quarters, which apparently the West Wing of the White House is, are um, high risk for transmission. So I am hoping that everybody is going to stay well and stay healthy um, as they're leading our government. So um uh, but it's concerning to me um, that that this is affecting our leaders. Um, in addition, um, our health leaders, let's see if I can pull up that, like Anthony Fauci, who is 79 years old, um, was uh, exposed to a case, um, I'm assuming, as someone, one of these people in the White House, but I don't know that people have said for sure. In addition, Dr. Stephen Hahn, who's the commissioner of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and Dr. Robert Redfield, director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, um, all three of those men who are really important leaders um, in this time of crisis are in a self-imposed uh, quarantine or modified quarantine. And they are, I think Fauci at least, and maybe all three of them are supposed to testify in front of a Senate committee hearing, and Lamar Alexander, who is one of the leaders of that committee, is also in self-quarantine because of exposure to a staff member. Um, and so these thing, these, this committee hearing about reopening the country is going to happen mostly virtually because um, our leaders have been exposed to this. So it's an interesting um, situation. And um, 
to my opinion, as a as a family physician trying to figure this all out too, it speaks of a need for us to continue to be careful about who we're in contact with. Um, there, so as I was reading yesterday, so to switch um, topics, as I was reading yesterday and thinking about um, speaking today, um, I was interested by the fact that I think that they've had like a tripling of the number of people who've applied to take the medical college admissions test and um, a 60-some percent increase in the number of people who have applied to get an application to medical school. Um, So this is a common thing that happens when a particular profession gets a lot of media attention, then young people tend to want to um, consider that as a career. So I am hoping that um, what that means is we'll get a more diverse and enthusiastic uh, future in my profession, Uh, but we shall see. Sometimes when we get a lot of applications, we tend to um, uh, hone down and look for the the stereotypical um, ideal medical student, um, which is often male and white, and although I think now more females are applying than males, but um, uh, and science person, and um, I think that our, my profession is benefited by people who study the arts before they go to medical school. So that'll be, that's an interesting thing. We'll see how that plays out. And there are um, uh, new studies being, um, uh, with some promising results, that a, a mix of three different antiviral treatments was studied and showed that it cleared the um, viral shedding um, quicker than another standard treatment. I think that that was just remdesivir by itself. Anyway, that is not the outcome that most people care about. Most people do not really care how quickly they clear the virus from their nose. But um, it is a marker that's easier to measure. And so there's now, I think that study is going to go on longer, and we will see whether it results in things like less death and quicker recovery out of the hospital, which has correlated in some past studies. So um, those are the things that are on my mind. Is, was there, and let's see, I want to remind people that if you want to be tested, you can, if you have symptoms, you can drive up to the university hospital and get your nose swabbed if you have symptoms of, of COVID-19. If you have symptoms of COVID-19 or you have the contact of a case, or you are scheduled to go get um, health care, you can call my office, 443-7070, and I can send over an order for you to get um, tested at Boone Hospital Center. And that testing is happening uh, six days a week, so Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturdays, um, 8 to noon. Um, so those, and we're still just doing testing of symptomatic people. I am hearing that trying to remember, some county down in the boot heel is doing um, antibody tests for anybody who wants it um, in the, for the next couple of days. I'm sure that they're, what they're looking at is to see how many people have, have gotten this and we didn't know about it. So I think antibody testing is on the way, and I have, am not aware of it being available in any widespread way in Boone County yet, but I will. that will be a thing I say on Community Pulse as soon as I know that it's there. So... 
And then, Tim, tomorrow you arranged for there to be a guest tomorrow, and I am sorry I don't have that person's information pulled up. Do you? Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow uh, on Community Pulse, we'll be back uh, with guest Renee Maxwell of Como Mutual Aid. So we look forward to that conversation. Yeah, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So thanks so much for both of you. I'm excited to um, have our team expanded, and I'll be um, excited to talk to everybody tomorrow. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Alleman. All right. Be well. Mm -hmm. You too. And that's it for today's edition of Community Pulse. For now, you can catch Community Pulse every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and later in the day at kopn.org and on our Facebook page. Thank you so much for tuning your dial to KOPN 89.5 FM. This is your community radio station. Once again, we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. with guest Renee Maxwell of Como Mutual Aid. Until next time.